What is up, Divi Nation? We are live streaming with the fullest panel we've had in quite some time. We are going almost full Brady Bunch style today, and we have somebody pretty special. I don't know if you recognize some an extra face around here, but we are really looking forward to kicking off episode 200 of Divi Chat. 200 hours we have spent talking about this software program. Nick, you've got a lot of explaining to do to make sure that that is really worth it because that's a lot of talking. So before we even get into anything about Divi today, we of course want to go around and introduce our prestigious panel. And uh, let's start with my buddy, Tim Streifler. Hey everybody, Tim Streifler here, and I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, tutorials, and layouts. Awesome. And <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I played the YouTube thing. I made the, that big rookie mistake. But also, I thought you had more domains. You normally have well, like five. Remember, I mentioned we should all keep yeah, our streamlining super short today. How's that working out? It's going really well so far. Okay. Josh Hall, welcome. We haven't seen you hey. around here in a while. It's been a while. I'm sorry. I'd love to come on more. Just 5 p.m. is is uh, dinner time with a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. So it's tricky. But by golly, I heard Nick Roach was going to be here. And if you get a golly. chance to hang out with Nick, you don't pass that up. So so we're so not enough for you. I see. I see. Exactly. Yeah. No, no only if Nick comes on. Yeah, only if <laughs> Nick's here. So good to be back, everybody. I'm Josh. I'm uh, based out of Columbus, Ohio. And my website is joshhall.co for all things web design related. And I still, to this day, exclusively use Divi. Um, and I am just ever continuing to be a, a Divi dude. So I am also the only one rocking a Divi shirt. I'm, I'm only, I thought there were going to be more Divi shirts, but hey, what can Rock. you do? Purple looks fantastic on you, Josh. Did yeah, you well, say where people can find you? Yep, joshhall.co is my website for Josh all my Josh Hall.co. All right, Mike Devitt. Hi, Welcome. everybody. Yeah, thanks, Stephanie. Um, my name's Mike Devitt. I'm coming to you from Maidstone, Kent in the UK. Uh, and my website is webdesignpro.co. If you need a pro, you know where to go. Okay, Sarah Oates. Hey, guys. Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Nice. I am Stephanie Hudson coming at you from Charlotte, North Carolina, repping FocusWP.co, where we help agencies and solo pros grow and scale their business through outsourcing development services for WordPress, including Divi Building, of course. And our special guest today, who comes on every hundred episodes, officially <laughs> a tradition, Mr. Nick Roach. I'm Nicholas Cage, and I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> we take him, too. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Nick Roach, CEO, founder of Elegant Themes. Really good to be back on the show. Long time no see for a lot of you guys, so it's really cool to see you've hit 200 episodes, and also you have this, the same core Divi crew is stuck together. Uh, just before the show, we were talking about how our Divi t-shirts are getting old and worn out, so <laughs> or to, Might I'm looking forward to the next WordCamp where we can get restock and yeah. Word camp, Word camp oh. be an amazing thing. And it's actually so Divicon, right? Divi conference Divicon. at some point. Hopefully, yeah. We really toyed with that idea a lot, but then just like we just we just couldn't pull it off and things got crazy. So yeah. we had to temper our expectations a bit, but we do want to do that at some point. So um <clears throat> before we go any farther, Nick, there's something I wanted to just mention. I've got a support ticket in the, yeah. in the support <laughs> form. If you could <laughs> you could see that. Expert. Yeah, I'll put it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah a lot of angry, angry emojis, guys. That's a joke, but I am not kidding. There is to be no, there is no support talk today. This podcast talks about awesome things about Divi and how, what good it does. This is about positivity today. We don't slam other builders. We are certainly not going to slam Divi, and we are not going to give Nick Roach a hard time for being here. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to make the Divi Jesus mad, okay? Even if he didn't wear his Jesus hair today. I think it's because he's sick of people calling him that. I don't it's know. Really, it's really getting long now. I haven't had hair. You're going to, 
is yeah. you're gonna be struck by lightning. So this is about positivity. Please everyone share in the chat your experiences. If you have anything encouraging or fun or entertaining to share that we, you would like us to talk about on the air or to say to Nick, please share it. Remember we're on StreamYard here. So if you're on Facebook, you do have to click the link to so that we can see your name. And we've already got a full house. We got a bunch of people watching live and lots of comments already rolling in. So keep them coming, you guys. We, we'll get to a lot, as many of them as we can. But um, based on what I just said, I thought maybe the panel here, like because this is something that we have dedicated time every single week to doing, talking about Divi. And, you know, I mean, Tim even named his business after Divi. So, you know, I thought maybe we could each just take a minute and say, express like what this theme, what this chunk of code has done to our lives. Like what difference has it made for you and where you are versus maybe where you thought you would be before this all happened? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> so, what, what is Tim, uh, yeah. Divi? Are you still doing the explanations of what everything is? Yeah, I'm still the resident <laughs> definer, but yeah, I, I, Divi, I don't think needs any definition for for. If we need to define it on today. Divi chat. That's pretty bad. Yeah, exactly. So I I've been an Elegant Themes member since either 2011 or 2012. I found Elegant Themes the same day I found WordPress, and. It's been an amazing ride. So I had the privilege of using Divi the day it came out. And pretty quickly, uh, I recognized just like this growing community around it. And this theme that at that point was just another theme by Elegant Themes. It wasn't, I hadn't really defined the business yet. And, um, but it quickly was growing and, and, and people were not just using it like crazy, but like creating products for it and tutorials. And so I realized that like at that point in my life, I was building websites for clients, but Divi was becoming like a huge part of my life. And so that's kind of where the name Divi Life came from was that Divi wasn't just a tool. It was actually like a huge part of my life because I was not just using it on a daily basis, but interacting with people in the community on a daily basis, talking about it, creating tutorials, and then eventually I did create products. And so that's why the name was so fitting. But um, yeah, so what started as a, a side business, creating products while I was creating client websites has now transitioned to my full-time business, uh, a team of, of, of seven uh, employees around the world from support, design, development. And so, um, yeah, it's been a, a crazy ride. Um, I definitely owe a lot of credit to this guy here, Nick Roach, for mm -hmm. not just creating an amazing product, but uh, cultivating an amazing community and everything that him and his team have done to make Divi not just a great piece of software, but um, a, a great product and a, and a great community. So um, that's kind of my two minute spiel on how Divi <laughs> has transformed my life. I'll echo that too, Tim. Like for me, Divi started out as just a great tool for building websites. I didn't even know there was a community around it uh, until I started my own Facebook group and then come to find out there were like 60 other Facebook groups. And then it was <laughs> like overnight, I didn't feel alone and I had felt very alone in the first five years as a web designer of my journey. Um, so that that community, and it's still to this day, I mean, there's there's a lot of great builders out there, but the community that Divi has is still unrivaled in my mind. Like it is still the most tight-knit, welcoming and supportive and helpful community there is online. So it quickly, for me, came it became this, not only just a great tool, but the community and now, as a full-time course creator and community builder, Divi is at the core of all that. So it's just, yeah, I think it's amazing about how, and I don't know if this you know, was in the game plan, but to have a product that was that solid and then to have a community that expanded to this global phenomenon, in my mind, is pretty incredible. So I echo that. The community behind it has just continued to be uh, unparalleled in my mind. I totally agree. I thought it really changed my whole perspective on this industry, basically, like the in the IT, the more technical side of things, the code side of things can be so proprietary and uh, stingy with things. And I really think that's one of my things I really noticed was like the Divi community, boy, everybody was just generous with their time and expertise. And that shifted my mindset because I started seeing these people 
And some of them, um, I've said it before, Gino, he's in the chat. He's he's a Divi Chat alum. He was back one of the original on the original crew. But he he really was giving so much away at the beginning. And I could see that he was doing this and also succeeding. And I thought, this is working. Like that's and it's so much more in line with my personality anyway. So that's what I I really like. It affected me in so so many different areas because of that general shift, in addition to it just being an awesome tool to work with. I think um, one of the things that Elegant Themes has done really well was that as things were going along and the community was starting to really build in Facebook, I think some other businesses could have felt threatened by that because there was kind of this thing that was growing on its own on the side and it was kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger and people were like doing stuff together and then there were all these people starting to make all these third party things and I think they could have like squashed it I think they could have like said hey we're like the main guys you guys bugger off but mm -hmm. instead I think we felt embraced as a community like the fact that I mean really Gino needs the biggest shout out out of anyone here because Absolutely. he was the one who really I think he headed our community in a way that was really positive but he was also the one that was the first one to say hey guys let's all get together like actually come together to a word camp and he was the one who really sparked that um and then the elegant themes guys rocked up and came and hung out with us like there aren't a lot of really big companies that would not just want to shut down all of this stuff but actually embrace it and let us kind of be our own crazy people that we are um i think that that is part of what makes it really really great for me Divi, yeah, that's an awesome point. um uh, yeah for me Divi, i think um like i was like tm i came along i was trying to build websites clients were saying to me i want to be able to update my own content i was like that's fine we can pick a theme and you'll be able to update your own content i happened to stumble across elegant themes was using a few of the themes i didn't jump to Divi until Divi 2 because it scared me a little bit and then I jumped to DB2 and I suddenly realized that not only would it allow clients to update their own content, it would allow me to create custom themes. And that was what expanded my business. And so my whole mm -hmm. business is built around the fact that we can custom design a website for you and we'll make it exactly how you want. And then you will have full power to be able to update it yourself. And I'm really open with people. I don't try and white label Divi, Divi because I think the power behind Divi is why they should choose me because I'm creating something that they're, they're not stuck with me. If they want to choose to go off on their own, they can. And I think there's a lot of power behind that, that without Divi, if I was just using themes without that, I wouldn't be able to sell that as a way of um, allowing my clients to kind of have full control moving on. So that's what Divi's done for me in my business. I'm sure I could have done it without Divi, but I think, you know, it is no way, no way, Sarah. Now. Yeah, probably. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Highly so helpful. I think I think a lot of this positive, you know, community also trickles down from WordPress. So it was really easy for us mm. to recognize the importance of community right off the bat because we are part of a greater WordPress community, and we were trying to make, you know, our mark in the same way that some of these third-party Divi developers are trying to make their mark, and also, you know, just kind of hacking trying to figure stuff out for ourselves. At least that, that's how I started, you know, in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, we really see Divi as like a mini WordPress, you know? Um, so the ecosystem around Divi and the community around Divi is incredibly important, especially as, you know, these different page builders that are all very good in their own right start to become very good in the same ways. And then like, what is really gonna differentiate the, the different, you know, website builders, page builders really comes down to the community. Um, so yeah, we've really tried to, you know, help third-party developers succeed where we can, um, and promote them on the blog, promote them on the marketplace. And we do get some negative, you know, feedback, you know, just this idea like, oh wait, I already paid for Divi, why should I ever have to pay for something else, you know? Um, and I would say, well, WordPress is free, so like, why would you pay for Divi? You know, it's just the idea that it's just it, there's just more options out there. So the, so the more people that the more you know designers that can support their business using Divi, um, the better for Divi. And the more developers that can support their business creating things for Divi and our customers, the better. Um, you know, the more resources that are out there, the better. Um, so yes, it's really important for us, and we're we're putting a lot of effort behind it for sure. Yeah, that was part of my sort of entry point into into Divi was 
Well, starting off, I'd taken a, a year out. My wife and I both quit our jobs and we gone away and we came back and I thought I'm going to try web design. And you start looking around at, at what you can use and uh, and how you can uh, get into the game, as it were. And uh, I was on my own. So starting out on your own and you're, you're thinking, how can I how can I start? Where should I start? And I came across Divi. I, I thought, well, I think it was $169, I think it was, for the lifetime membership um, back then. Uh, I don't think it's increased that much now from what I understand. Um, and it was it was a game changer because when you're on your own and you're creating websites, you can create websites so quickly in Divi. And so when you're trying to build a business and you've got you, you start with two, three, four, get up to eight customers, you can still cover them. You can still do them and you can still service them. And I think for, for, for me, the, the biggest feature at the beginning was the fact that I could do that and I could do it quickly. And so you can very, very quickly build a business in Divi. Following on from that was the was the community being on the back of Divi, uh, coming into Divi chat, and um, with David Blackman and Gino and Tim and Josh and Sarah and Stephanie, all these guys that were just just so full of life, and Leslie Burnell, all so full of life that was just so helpful. Um, and um, from there, we splintered away into other groups as well. Like, I think I got something in my eye. I know, For but it was, but it was just, it was very special. Who's cutting, who's cutting onions in here, you guys? <laughs> and two years later, after we've we've formed uh, other groups that we've got together to help each other in business, we all still meet, and I've got friends all around the world that I've never met, and that's all because of Divi. And it start, it's kind of like the seeds of it for me. It yeah, really is cool. Awesome. You guys, we're getting a lot of great messages in the chat. I'm putting them up. If you're just listening, um, I don't think we're going to have time to read them all on the air, but you can check out the video and see some of the comments that people are making um, or look in the chats on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Pablo, our old pal Pablo says, Yay. there's a before and after Divi in my life. The latter is the better portion of it. <laughs> what a nice, what a nice compliment, Pablo. So um, Nick, I was thinking like, we're all like all we want to talk about is you know divi and like nick roach equals divi basically so i was wondering if maybe you'd be willing to share like tell us a little bit about nick roach the human being not nick roach the divi creator yeah let, well first off i will say nick roach doesn't equal divi because we have so many <laughs> these days i play a smaller and smaller part it's more just about good for you um, trying to figure out what's next right so yeah, but so me personally, the non-Divi version of Nick, my I say I'll go to my my new hobby, which some of you might find strange. I got in this during all the COVID lockdowns. I got I rediscovered my interest in athleticism and competitive exercise. And uh, my dad's a cyclist. So I was like, I want to become a cyclist. Um, but then lockdowns. <laughs> Competitive exercise is the funniest way I've ever heard anybody refer to sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it'll make more sense as I continue. Hello. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because more competitive with myself, right? So. Oh, yes. okay. Um, wanted to become a cyclist, bought myself a bike, and then lockdowns hit, everyone stopped cycling. And so I, I discovered this video game called Zwift, which is like a virtual cycling video game. And you take your bike, you take off the back wheel, you hook it up to a smart trainer. The smart trainer hooks up to the video game. I'm also a big gamer, although these days I play less and less games, but I really was a hardcore gamer back in the day. Um, so excited with the video game aspect, the gamification aspect of it. So you hook your back wheel into this trainer, the trainer communicates the game. You know, if you're going uphill, the trainer gets harder, the terrain gets tougher, gets harder, etc. cetera. Um, and there's this huge Zwift community that blew up during uh, the COVID lockdowns, and so I became part of these racing leagues, and you race against other people in the game in this virtual world on your bike, and uh, it's really cool. It's really competitive, and that's been like taking up like uh, all my free time on this game. In my, so awesome. Yeah, in my in my room, staring at a screen, like cycling against these guys in this in this Zwift racing league. Yeah, so. That's what I do when I'm on I think that's so awesome. I used to that do a lot of running awesome. on my own, and the idea of being able to somehow compete, especially in a time when you're stuck in your house, but that idea of actually being able to compete with real people, not just a computer, like it's almost like that would bring about that sense of community, like you're out there with them, except you're not with them. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's a team sport too. So like I'm on a team and we race against other teams okay. and there's like, you know, 2,000 teams and in the specific league, like the main league, and there's like 300,000 people, you know, registered to race. So it's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Cool. So people can go itself. join Zwift yeah. and race yeah. Nick yeah. Roach. Yeah, you'll see me out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I know like that's what you do now, but there have been some YouTube videos circulating of some musical talents that you have as well. I take full responsibility on that one. Yeah, Sorry about that. Was that. Josh. Yeah, I let it slip. Okay, no. uh, yeah, very, just, a very emo beanie, but the music yeah. is fantastic. My real hope is that Nick and I will start a band one day. And oh, that's awesome. where that was coming from. No, I'd like to join drummer? that too. I call yeah. drummer. You, you can play. Oh. You can play triangle, Tim. <laughs> Hey, as long as it's percussion, I'm good because that's all I can do. <laughs> Guys, I put it in the YouTube chat, but I'm not over on Facebook right now. If you have questions for Nick or for the panel or about Divi or anything, uh, go ahead and put them in. We're going to take some questions in a few minutes. I have a couple stats, Nick, and I wondered if you could help me clarify this. I, I did a little a little digging for some statisticals, mm -hmm. and uh, I, it looks like according to Built With, as of two days ago, there are 3.1 million websites that have Divi installed on them. Two, two million of those are live websites and, and, and then the rest, it says they used it historically. I don't know how to read those numbers really, but it, are those are those numbers? What? Yeah, so we don't, actually, we don't actually do any sort of tracking, so we don't have good stats on that. But um, <laughs> I would say those stats are, are accurate in the, like it's the right ratio, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think they've, they've been able to scrape the whole internet. But if you like, you know, look at how many websites, according to Bill with how many websites exist on WordPress, how many exist on WordPress with Divi, that ratio is probably pretty accurate, right? And then you could, you could extrapolate if you look at some other stats based on how many WordPress installs actually exist. You know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we're still the most popular theme in the world, which is, which is pretty cool. Even more popular than the default WordPress theme and any free theme. That's Con wow. Considering the fact that WordPress powers, what percentage of the internet now? What is it? What are we up to? 30 something. 36, wasn't it? 36% of the internet uh -huh, yeah. and you're the most popular theme among, I mean, like, I don't know. Do you start like getting a big head? Do you start like patting yourself on the back a little bit? <laughs> Does karma come and slap you back down every once in a while? <laughs> I don't know. I think, um, yeah, at some point, it, it, it's unbelievable at some point, right? There's a certain point, you're like, wow, is that actually true? Or I think yeah. we were talking about the community, right? I think that's what that was really the moment where it was like became kind of unbelievable, where it's like, oh, wow, it's really hit this moment where there are like people making a living off of Divi, you know? And there are people making a living building things for other people who are making a living off of Divi. And there's this huge community. And that's what I think that's where it's like, where um, I came to terms with how big Divi had become. Um, yeah. Now I'm familiar with the stats, so yeah, but it's a big deal. But yeah. I was thinking There's too, a lot like riding it's... on it. <laughs> no yeah. pressure. Sure. Riding on it, right? No like, <laughs> like you say, people have built their business on it. Imagine if Divi, if you guys just went, oh, yeah, I've had enough. Like we're just gonna <laughs> shut it down. Like, can you imagine how many people that would impact? around the world that would suddenly go, oh my God, I have to change so many websites from Divi. Like the, the pressure must sometimes feel ginormous in terms yeah. of how many people you're actually supporting slash like, like the pressure to make sure that we keep on going. Yeah, the pressure definitely mounts, at least in the, in the, in the realm of like updates, you know, like the, the amount of pressure we have to get the updates right is bigger and bigger. And it's like every time, you know, we'll miss something, you know, it's like you can't release the perfect update where like however many millions of websites, nothing goes wrong considering every single website using a different plugin and a different child theme and they're injecting code some here and there. But that's probably been the biggest challenge as far as the size of the Divi community goes, getting those updates it's right. Was the two was it two point six? People remind me. Two point six. Yeah, two point six. That update did that just kill you? Like when you suddenly realized all these people's websites just died. Yeah, that's what's on the It's like <laughs> if we were to do that now, we would probably. It's like we. It's interesting because what happened in Divi two point six was that we changed the grid. It was a static grid. We we switched to a fluid grid, 
because back then it was like Divi was only like our fifth responsive theme, right? It was like we hadn't been doing responsive themes for that long. Um, and so the way that the grid worked was it broke down to static sizes as you size down, but that left every in-between size as like not quite perfect, right? So we wanted just to switch to fluid grid as you size down the browser, everything just sizes down based on percentage, a percentage-based grid. Um, and that just meant that for every, you know, 200 pixels in between the, the, the old static breakpoints, like things were a little bit different, you know what I mean? And so it's like someone was looking on a screen and looking at that static grid, and now it's percentage-based. There's like, you know, however many pixels there are on a screen, every single percentage was a little bit different. And so people were like very upset with, because they, they, they had aligned everything up perfectly, right? Where it's like yeah. this column and this button was like aligned just right. And now it's a little bit like this. And it's like, so <laughs> that was that. You know what, this this really all leads down to, I, I think maybe what kind of bases all, all this is the growth of Elegant Themes itself as a company to support Divi and to support yeah. this kind of growth. Like I've still been astonished. Hats off to you, Nick, and the entire team with how you've not only supported Divi, but the community. I think to me, there's one word that really encompasses Elegant Themes and that's empowerment. Like I have always felt empowered to do what I wanted to do with Divi and through the community. And I do think there, and th this is a really important thing that I tell a lot of my students that I want to say here as well. When you're looking at different builders, there's three things that I think are super important. The tool itself, like the main builder and whether you like it, the community, and then the company. Because Divi wouldn't be anything without Nick and the leadership of Elegant Themes and the entire team. Like that was one reason I went with Divi is because I loved what you guys are up to, Nick, with the growth of your team. And I think it's interesting that you challenged yourself personally during this COVID lockdown, because I feel like that translates to what you do as the leader and as Elliot themes. I mean, every, everything rises and falls on leadership. So I don't know. I just wanted this. I think that's a really important thing to note as well as the actual, the growth and, and the management of Elegant themes itself, which is, is running Divi. So you guys are doing great. And yeah, that actually that, that transitions word well. Oh, sorry, word, go ahead, Nick. Sorry, that word empowerment is something we latched onto actually. Um, Nathan, our, our content manager, when, he first joined, I don't know if it was like a year or two in, we were talking about the community and like, we wanted to come up with a mission statement and, and like a word that would like, you know, represent us and, and empowerment became that word. And so it's interesting that you would use the same word. Yeah. Well, I think now that I think about it, I took full credit for that, but I think he told me that in our podcast. Interview, <laughs> so I think, I think I stole that from him, Jake. forgot about it and made it my own. Nathan's like watching like, that was mine. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, Josh, talking about uh, the, the company behind, you know, and not just the, the product and the features, because you see so many people, they're like, why doesn't Divi have this? This other brand new page builder over here has it. It's like they don't realize that when there's a, a piece of software, especially when it's open source with other plugins and themes and stuff that's being ran on millions of websites. Like that's very different than a brand new tool that just created a new feature, right? Like there's no there's no updates to worry about. There's no like testing and and uh, all the the QA testing. Uh, Nick told me a while ago like what their process is for QA testing because I was picking his brain to figure out how to implement that in my own business and like it's a complex thing. Like they don't just create a feature and then you know, hit go and then have millions of websites inherit that feature automatically. Like it's a long, lengthy process. And so actually creating the features, probably the easiest part, it's all the stuff that comes after it. And so in the Facebook groups, we see so many people, Nick will say something and then like 20 people will then comment and like try to get their feature request in when it has nothing to do with yeah. what the post is about. Uh, and so it's like, annoying. come on, like is, you have to realize. Is it like, done yet? Is it done yet? Is you're saying it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, I we've got a say, bunch of Nikki. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, sir. You do really well at responding to people in the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. You actually, you bring me a lot of laughs in the way that you respond to some people's things <laughs> because uh, sometimes people's comments are just so ludicrous or are just like mean or whatever. And I, I get a lot of joy out of the responses. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you are a master at that, which is kind of interesting because I've thought that at um, at WordCamps and like the state of the word, Matt Mullenweg, I think is also a master at that. Like he gets the most bonkers questions live on stage and it's being brought and he handles them with such grace and respect. And 
but also like realism too. And I think, I think you do a good job of that as well. You know, like you have a little tongue in cheek, like a little jokey, like somebody asked you yep. tonight, what are we, what's he going to say? And you said, we're probably going to chat about Divi, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Like it's just silly, but yeah. anyway, let's, um, let's take a couple quick questions. We'll do like a lightning round. First of all, this one isn't so much a question. I have a question about this. Kyle Zinger says that he took up speed cubing. Does anybody ever heard of that? What is speed yeah, yeah. cubing? Yeah, That's a thing? Rubik's is it Australian? Speed cube. No, no, no. Oh, Rubik's cube. It's the 80s. Wow. So no, he wants to clap back for that. Okay. I'm Terry Hale, another Divi Chat alum, says he wouldn't mind hearing about the current future status of Actions Hooks filters specific to the Divi Builder. That is a very technical question. And go. Yeah. <laughs> this might turn into a long, a long topic, but so we're, we, I mentioned on Facebook and we we're going to talk about this later, but one of our initiatives for improving performance and also just like getting rid of technical debt and kind of like moving to the next step of Divi's evolution is this um, phase of basically rewriting the visual builder and getting rid of short codes. So we're changing the, the storage format, um, getting rid of short codes um, and also redoing this like core component of the visual builder and in that process also completely revamping the module api and the basic um idea behind it is it's going to be uh, completely extendable and we'll actually be using our own api to build the, the visual builder interface so in theory it's like what you see is, any, is is actually what you could build and every single part of it will be completely extendable um so the answer is like well, that's the future is a new version of the, the visual builder that looks the same, but is built in a completely new way that opens up um, the floodgates for like infinite possibilities for uh, third party development and integrations with third party plugins as well. <clears throat> Amazing. Awesome. Is that still react based though? It's still react based. We're just using, um, yeah, we're using a different, we're using uh, a different library. We're using, I think, uh, I'm, I shouldn't even, <laughs> Try to pretend. <laughs> We're redoing this uh, this storage format and stuff. So. But re rewriting the uh, it's like right now, uh, right now, basically we have the builder built right, and then we've opened up little doors into it for for developers, right? That so they can create a module, and then it it's kind of locked down, right? So it creates the module and it spits out the modal, and then you can like add add fields, but the fields have to be our whitelisted fields, and so there's like a very formula process to creating a module, which in one part is good, but then if you want to do something else, just one little thing different, you can't, right? Because it's not completely open. And so the new idea is we are using our own API to build everything you see. And so you can also do that as well. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty. And I'm going to make a really grand, maybe silly assumption that if you're removing short codes, that somehow you would do it in a way that when we update it, it would extract what's already there and put it into the new format without us having to rebuild every website from scratch. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be like, there'll be like a converter and also like a fallback system for shortcuts that still still exist. It's not going to be an easy transition. It's going to be like the old backend builder, which still kind of is there, right? So it's going to be this long, yeah. long, slow process where we don't break anyone's site and we really give them a long time to move to the new. The new <laughs> that sounds Please painful go. from your end. It does. Yeah. You know. We Sounds super exciting for us, though. Yeah. Nick, when um, when you decided to when you decided to to, to start this, do you, did you have like a have you got like a, a is it like a two to three year plan? Did you start thinking about this two years ago, and how long does it take to go right the way through from the sort of seed of the idea right the way through to sort of production? Yeah. So um, the dev team started talking about this idea like a year ago. Um, it was just called like, you know, it, we, he, they codenamed it Divi X, which is like Divi, whatever, you know what I mean? It's like the Divi of the future. Like, what is it, what, what is it going to require from a foundational development standpoint to make us to allow, to give us the runway to continue building new features like forever. Right. Um, so what have we learned in the past five years? You know, what can we do differently? At some point we have to start redoing the foundation. Um, so that, you know, we started spitballing like a year ago and then we started development on the new shortcode or the new storage format and reading the visual builder um i don't know four or five months ago it's probably like a one-year project to do the the new api um and then 
the purpose of that would be then to use that as the new foundation for kind of like a new vision of the builder itself, which would be like another year or two. Yeah. Wow. The one of the big arguments people have, the haters out there, is oh, Divi's built on short code. So like once you use it, it better be forever because oh, okay. if you change themes, it's just gonna be, you know, a plethora of short codes, <laughs> empty short codes. However, if you change, if you and I've actually I did this test, if you go and build a page with one of the other popular page builders and then you deactivate it it looks like garbage so it's like yeah. whether you have short code garbage or just like style garbage like you're going to rebuild the mm -hmm. site anyway so that's like the yeah. dumbest argument ever but people still try to make it against tv yeah the reason we're changing short codes isn't so much for that because no yeah i can play in a while i think that was proliferated during one time period by yeah. certain people right uh, <laughs> Now it's not as big of a complaint, and and but the real reason we're switching away from shortcodes is we have more we have more we just want more control over the storage format because shortcodes just inherently are a little bit difficult to deal with because they're just using brackets and um, apostrophes and stuff to like store things, and it's just not good a good way to retrieve data. It gets confusing and like yeah. stuff can get muddled. The functions can get muddled when you try to access that stuff. Um, so like. It just causes problems, like little things that, that are like nearly impossible to, to fix, like escaping issues and stuff with certain characters being escaped in a title because it's like stored in a shortcode attribute, right? And so we just want to get away from it. It's just like, there's a bunch of just kind of like, you know, patchy, hacky stuff that we have to do to get Divi to do what we want to do when it's using shortcodes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and yeah. WordPress in general is trying to get rid of that in favor of blocks, right? Well, that's the other thing, yeah. So we're, we're moving towards their new format, uh, basically, the Gutenberg format. <clears throat> that's interesting. I'd like to talk about that a little bit more. On the last topic, uh, Miro was asking, do you have any new stuff like Bloom or, or Monarch in the plans? And then um, in addition to that, uh, Trigger Beats is asking about um, e-commerce layouts, things like that. So th these are all sort of concepts about new types of modules and things like that coming. Do we have any... Uh, any famous Nick Roach sneak peeks? Yeah, so on the e-commerce side, so we're, we're getting close to ending development on our WooCommerce Builder version two, which is basically introducing more WooCommerce modules. So right now we have all the modules available to create product pages, but this new version will give you the modules needed to create cart pages and checkout pages. So you have full control over those aspects of the e-commerce um, nice. system. Yeah. 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 Well, That'll be really great. What was the first question? I didn't answer that one. Uh, about uh, Bloom and Monarch. Oh, yeah. Like, so basically, are we going to explore other products, I think, is what they're asking. Yes. I say no. So we're kind of like all in on Divi at this point. And any additional products or services we'll develop will probably be around Divi uh, to just help the community and ecosystem. Uh, Olga Summerhays, true to her nature, asks a super sweet question. Did you ever think about changing the pricing structure because she only paid once many years ago and feels like she owes you much more. Yeah, we get this question a lot, yeah. So yeah, the lifetime subscription won't be around forever, I don't think. And this kind of goes back to this idea of community, right? And the network effect. And we, all, I often, we often ask ourselves, what is more important, a bit more profitability or more people in the community? You know, so that's why we mm. stuck with this cheaper um, pricing model. And I think, we're going to continue to do that and continue to develop the ecosystem around it and see if that works and not so much raise our prices or change our pricing model. But I do think the lifetime license will be removed at some point uh, once we have something else to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Let's see what, uh, what other questions I got caught up in your answer and, uh, while you Something. find another question, I'll just make a comment. Uh, Nigel I, wants to know when we're getting rid of the Google Plus icon. <laughs> <It's pretty funny. laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's still in there because it's just like we have these priorities, right? And we're trying to like uh -huh. when you go into like the Divi GitHub repo and you look at the amount of issues that exist, could be a combination of you know feature tasks for future features or bugs or improvements, etc. There's like mm -hmm. three thousand of them, right? Three thousand things that need to be done. And we can't do them all, obviously. So there will always be bugs and always be things to improve. And so we have to think a little bit into the future, like should we fix the things that are gonna be irrelevant um, soon? And so really we don't want people to be building 
to be using the default Divi header and footer for much longer. We want to enable you to create the best headers and footers with the builder and use the theme builder, right? And then have an icon module that you can use and you know add whatever icon you want. Um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, Tim, I got another one, unless you wanted to ask yours. Oh, I didn't have a question. I was just uh, piggybacking off of what Olga was saying regarding lifetime access. I actually never even paid for my lifetime access. I think it was like 2012 or something. Elegant Themes did like a raffle or something and I won a lifetime membership. <laughs> and so I think I only paid for like what? one or two years of a subscription and then won a lifetime. You freeloader. <laughs> I know. Oh my I know. goodness. All these years. Of yeah. all man. people. Man, oh man. Tim, okay. Tim. Martin Freebird asks an interesting question. What's a day in the life of Nick Roach look like? And he said, assuming it's less time spent at the sharp end, do you miss that now that you're running? I mean, how many, how many staff do you have, Nick? I think they got 110 or so. Yeah. Wow. That's a very different life than coding in your college dorm room, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I just bounce around a lot these days. So it's like right now we're doing this dynamic assets feature um, which I mentioned in the Facebook group, but basically the idea is that we are taking up the Divi style sheet, which is too big right now, right? So it's like 750 kilobytes because it includes all the CSS you need for whatever module you might use. And so we want to break that up and make it dynamic so that when you create a page and you you know set your theme customizer settings and you set your, your theme options, only the CSS and JavaScript that you need for that page will be added to the page, right? So it takes that 750, 800 kilobyte file and brings it all the way down to 45 kilobytes. And then on top of that, we just add the little pieces you need. So a standard page might take another 100 kilobytes of CSS. Well, for that feature, unfortunately, there's like very few people on the team that can look at our CSS that was written some, some parts by me like 10, you know, seven years ago and figure out and make any sense of it, right? <laughs> it's like the past three weeks, I've just, been deep into our CSS file and trying to figure out what the heck's going on in that file. <laughs> By a show of hands, who knows exactly what he's talking about? It's like looking at your own old code, right? My DB theme <laughs> options area sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I keep chucking stuff in there and then I eventually know. like, holy crap. Yeah, so it's not just like Divi has a style sheet and there's a bunch of CSS in there. It's like there's a bunch of different files that are included and wrapped in different ways depending on how the builders use, whether it's the Divi builder, where it's whether it's extra, whether it's Divi, whether it's a custom post type or not, et cetera, whether you know RTL is on or off. And so trying to figure out how to break up the, all those styles into these modular pieces and to not break people's websites is quite a challenge. So that's been my last three weeks. But that's not a typical, you know, life no. day in the life for me. That's just what's happening at the moment. Um, You're just out on the golf course usually, right? Yeah. Just letting everybody do the hard work. The other, thing I actually, the other thing I actually do is I'm usually the last line of defense in our QA process. So every oh man, every, I, run, I run all the QA testing um, and do the first line, first pass, and last pass. To just try to make just like so it's partly just because I so I can feel good about releasing it, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, your name's riding on it more than anybody else's, even you know. So I get it. Uh, there's been several people in the chat. I, I just picked one. I picked James Hayward here. He asked, let's hear about blocks and Divi future with Gutenberg. A lot of questions about blocks. I think you mentioned that we're blocks and everybody was like, ooh, what's 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 coming? Yeah, so we don't have, we don't have any specific like, um, you know, plan to, to make like, you know, Divi block, make Gutenberg blocks. So we're really just focused on the Divi stuff. Um, but there's definitely a future where we hope that you'll be able to use, you know, Gutenberg blocks inside of Divi. And I think once we switch to the Gutenberg format, that'll be more achievable. But we're also at the mercy of what WordPress allows us to do with Gutenberg, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's quite possible yet. And so the next idea, the next question is, oh, what do we, do we, you know, go all in on, on Divi and the visual builder? Or do we somehow try to like strike a middle ground where we like create a bunch of accompanying Gutenberg blocks. And I just think that, that that would be splitting our focus way too much. And we just need to focus on Divi, right? And focus on compatibility. So we're just focused on making Divi better and making sure it continues to be compatible uh, with WordPress. Yeah. yeah. 
How much do you um, focus on the competition, Nick? Because there's so many other page builders out there and, and other companies springing up and people doing different things. Do you sort of do you sort of spend a bit of time looking around and and just sort of investigating what they're doing? Yeah, 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 most definitely. Yeah, yeah. we got our eyes on everybody for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I see so many web designers with what we call shiny object syndrome where they're like oh yeah. new page builder and they gravitate over that yeah. but you always see them coming back around back to divi and so every once in a while people will post like these like why divi type questions in facebook groups and, and you'll hear people say oh i left divi uh because i needed this feature but i came back because i hated it and stuff and so like at the end of the day like divi is king <laughs> i think also it's not even just the fact that it's not that the other ones can't do other things, but part of it is you get so fast if you just make your focus. A bit like what Ning was saying in terms of like, are you going to go down the Gutenberg path or are you going to like just wholeheartedly go into Divi? It's the same in my business. Like, sure, I could take the time to learn all of the other page builders and then know how to use them all. And sure, one of them might have a feature that's going to answer one website's questions but I'm probably so much faster in Divi that I'm better off finding a solution to that one issue that Divi doesn't have an answer for, for this one time, because you spend your time in there, you get really good at it, you know your way around it, you know how to customize the CSS. Like that's why it's partly so good is because you then become... Because really, of that really focus. Big. Yeah, and you can then yeah. customize where you need to customize, where something is lacking in Divi, there'll be something available around that can help you answer that. Tim question. will make it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not just faster at Divi than any other page builder. I'm actually faster at Divi than like Photoshop, for example. I don't know if anyone else says this, but <laughs> rather than like designing something in Photoshop, I'll design in Divi and I'll like just take a screenshot. <laughs> it's just way quicker than Photoshop for me, at least. That's really funny. Nick, wasn't that part of your original plan with Divi was to or not original, but one of the early on plans was to sort of eliminate the design phase. I yeah. I heard you say yeah. that in an interview. Yeah, it's just like this, this like creating a Photoshop and having to recreate the Photoshop file, you know, in HTML, it's just not really necessary. You can do all your ideation in the builder itself. Yeah. So Josh Daly asks a question. He you, apparently you referred to a quote, something else that you would have to offer before shutting down lifetime membership. Was that in reference to something specific? I don't. I didn't even catch that you said that. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about if we do get rid of lifetime, we want to replace it with something else that oh, okay. would be useful for people to buy, right? Um, and our focus around on that is just like our main customers are web designers, right? So you're, they're people who are making a bunch of websites for their clients, and so we want to make it easier for those people to use Divi. And so the services that we would potentially offer would be for those kind of people. So helping you manage multiple websites, making it easier to use Divi on multiple websites, making it easier to collaborate with your team, that kind of stuff. So those kind of quality of life things that would be that would be outside of Divi and would, you know, basically be just costing us on the server side. And then um, so the price would be more based on that, not just like about this like a downloading file. <clears throat> Maybe a uh, one hour cycling coaching <laughs> call with, with Nick. Yeah. Just throw it in you'll, there. Yeah, if they pay extra, you'll let them win. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry if I missed your questions. I tried to catch all of them. There was a ton of comments. We're so glad to have all of you here. We're so grateful for Nick being here. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please give us a thumbs up or a like or whatever, depending on what app you're listening or watching on. And if you would give us a review sometime, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash Divi chat. And that will open up whatever app you have installed on your phone that you can, uh, or on your computer that you can give us a little review. We, that would mean a lot to us. Um, we do have about, about 10 more minutes left. Um, and uh, Nick, did you have any final thoughts for us? Anything you'd like to share? without being asked specifically, like, do you have anything you want to talk about? Well, I can share what we're working on. Yeah. Because we, we, have, we have a bunch of stuff that usually we don't do sneak peeks. Right. And it's just, this is just between us. Right. Okay. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> among friends. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these features are actually getting pretty close to being finished. I think we can talk about some of them. Yeah. Um, so we talked about 
we talk about the WooCommerce. Everybody inches up on their seats. Like we talk about we talk about WooCommerce Builder version two, which is more WooCommerce modules. So we're extending your ability from just being able to build product pages to now being able to build your cart and checkout pages. So that's pretty close to being done. I mean, the development's done. It's in QA. So as Tim mentioned, QA is often like the bigger phase. Um, so this is ending round one of QA. We'll be entering round two, and depending on that, how that goes, there may be a third or maybe it'll launch. So we'll see. So all these features are within, like I would say, you know, within like one month to three months, maybe. <laughs> Everyone was waiting. Within the next yeah. five years, you're going to see these things. Five, I've suddenly five, got nervous about years. giving a time frame. I know. <laughs> yeah. So another thing we're working on is, um, so that was like kind of the new modules we're working on. We're working on some new content Sorry. options. New content options, icons. Um, so just like more icons and, and better ability to browse icons. Um, Yay. So especially if we, if we add like a thousand icons, we need to be able to like filter through them and stuff and search yeah. them. And so a much better icon manager. Will um, these be custom icons or like an icon library? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just start off with like implementing an icon library that you can use that will be more sufficient than the Divi, the Divi icon list, yeah. Um, so we have some new design options around backgrounds. So background masks and patterns, um, which is, will allow you to add another layer on top of your background, right? Uh, mask what's behind it and create shapes and cool stuff. Um, that seems cool. Some new advanced options, which um, some new conditional display options. So there are a lot of plugins out there that do this, but we're, we're building it inside of Divi now where you can hide and display things based on different conditions. So, you know, display something during this time time range if you want to, like, you know, show a banner during a sale or, you know, display this when you're logged in but not when you're logged out, that kind of stuff. So we're giving you the full full range of conditions there. That would be great for, like, membership type websites. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's huge. You know what we didn't bring up, guys, which we were going to totally talk about earlier was uh, Core Web Vitals. That was something that's been sort of on a lot of people's minds. We did an episode on that a couple of weeks ago, and we've seen yeah, some. I can I can talk about, about that. I can talk about that in the realm of, of what we're working on. Yeah, please. We got more more visual builder UI improvements, um, so a better gradient builder, um, multiple stop mm. stuff, um, and then also just improving um, full site editing capabilities. So right now, for example, if you want to edit your header. The built-in theme builder, you have to go to the theme builder and figure out which template applies to that page you were just looking at, edit it. Mm -hmm. We want you to just be able to, as you're browsing your site, whatever you see, you can just jump in and edit it right from right there. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, we're also very focused on, on performance. So I don't know what you guys talked about last week or what you covered, but obviously Google's rolling out this new Core Vitals, web, Core Web Vitals system. Um, which differs than their previous PageSpeed system because the previous Google PageSpeed system was just like giving you a checklist of things that you should do and that in theory would make your website faster, right? right. And so a lot of people checked the things off the boxes, but their website was still slow. And then, but Google wasn't really telling them that, right? Because it wasn't very, it wasn't really a good metric of how fast your website is. It was just a list of to-dos, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people now on the new system, they had that checklist checked off, but now they're getting bad scores because they're finding out the website's actually pretty slow. Um, and there's a lot of factors to a slow website. The most important being, in my opinion, the quality of the host and doing caching and using a CDN, right? You need to have those things covered. Otherwise, because those are all things that are outside the realm of your theme, right? It's something we can do to help you there. So you need to get those things covered. And if you do those three things, even your current Divi website's gonna be really fast. Because Nick's like, help me help you, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you're running if you're running these speed checks and you're noticing that there's this very, very long um, like first contentful paint. Um, yeah. or in the pre in the, which is also affected by the time to first bite. A lot of that can just be like just waiting for your host to respond, right? And it could just be a networking issue. And it also probably means that your website isn't cached. Um, so you need, to get, you need to get those things fixed. Um, but we want to do a better job too and help you as well, right? And there's a lot of things we can do inside of Divi to make it faster and leaner. And people are definitely concerned about us continuing to add more and more features um, because they don't want Divi to become 
bloated, right? Bloat is this term we hear thrown a lot, thrown around a lot, and it basically means that I don't want the things I'm not using to affect me negatively. There's things that I'm not using, and since I'm not using them, they're just excess. And if they are also slowing down the website, that's bloat. And so we want to completely eliminate that idea from Divi if possible. Um, and so the way we're going about that is, um, first of all, <clears throat> we want to, and these are all ideas and they're under development and we're confident in them, but I don't know how they will end up being released, right? So these are like, they could be a little bit different or maybe we'll run into a roadblock, we'll see, but these are the ideas. So first we want to make our module framework dynamic so that let's say Divi has 45 modules and, and when you load the page right now, Divi has to at least consider those modules could exist, right? Um, and so if you only use five modules on the page, which is pretty common, you know, you got your image module and your slider module and your header module, mostly you're just building, you know, pages with text and images, really. <laughs> There's not that really much complexity to it. And so Divi then still has to consider that these other 40 modules might exist. And so we want to basically get rid of that. So when the page loads, we identify the modules you're using and we, we sever the connection to those to the rest of that logic, right? That would otherwise ca cause more processing time. Um, and do the same thing for individual features too, because there's a lot of features that we add to Divi. So even if we only have five modules, if we add another 100 features to those five modules, it could suffer from the same problem, right? So we want to identify on the fly if you're using sticky options or motion effects, or if you're not using sticky options and motion effects, you know, border options, box shadow, if you're not using those things, we also sever off the connection for those as well. And so the next time your page loads, we know what exists. It's like another form of caching really. And so even on a dynamic page that isn't cached, we are caching this list of things that needs to be, that need to be processed, right? Um, and that will essentially cut out the bloat from the PHP side of the framework. And we can continue to add 200 more modules and a million more features and it won't matter. And it'll be up to you just how fast and lean you want your pages to be. And then the next step is creating, using that same, um, that same idea for Divi CSS and JavaScript, which is what I was talking about earlier, the dynamic assets. So we want to apply that same logic to all Divi CSS and JavaScript. Right now we have this big CSS file that contains everything that you could potentially need um, but almost always a bunch of stuff that you don't need because you aren't using it. And so the new system will identify the modules you're using and only include the CSS for those modules. And the same thing for Divi, the Divi theme. So it's like right now there's a lot of unnecessary CSS that would handle the vertical navigation or the, the slide in navigation or the full screen navigation, all the stuff that aren't, isn't really going to, be, going to be relevant for most people as they build their header and footer in the theme builder. And so we'll cut out those things as well. And so now you're looking at a theme that can do everything, but only process stuff it needs based on what you use. So you'll have a very capable theme that's extremely lightweight and extremely fast. And, and we're also doing some other stuff too, like improving, trying to improve the way we load Google fonts, just cleaning up some JavaScript and CSS that you know maybe is unnecessary. Um, yeah. And also getting rid of shortcodes is gonna play into that because that's gonna completely change the way we render stuff on the front end and it'll be a lot faster. So those are the main things we're working on. And then the other idea is also looking into critical CSS and basically the, the idea of critical CSS is this is something Google um, Core Web Vitals suggests, which is you identify the CSS that's necessary for what's being <coughs> rendered um, above the fold, what you can see in your browser and you inline that in the head of your website. So there's no extra request and it loads instantly. And then everything else you defer to the body. And so you load the page and it looks fine. And then by the time you scroll, the CSS in the body has loaded, but it isn't, hasn't, it's not render blocking. Um, so we're gonna look into that as well as an optional performance enhancement where you can basically defer non-critical CSS out of the header into the body and it'll speed up that initial page load. Um, and it shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't cause any UI issues, really. I see a lot of positive head shaking here, which is good. So, <laughs> hey guys, I'm so sorry, but I have to roll. I just want to say thanks for having me on. It was great being back, Nick. Thank you for all you do, man. 
See you, Josh. We're gonna. Josh. We've got to go all too. I know Nick has a lot of stuff to do. Thank you so much for sharing with us. I really appreciate it. We all um, appreciate so many things that you do and have done, and it really does trickle down, not just to us, but to the and or our customers, but really the end users even that benefit from having a builder that they can wrap their head around and have control of their own website and things like that. I mean, there's really a lot of awesome things. So we look forward to seeing you around the Divi community, Nick. Can't wait for DiviCon. I mean, come on, how epic would that be? London, we'll all wear our t-shirts then, yeah. Oh, he's voting for London. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Divi Chat 300, episode 300, yeah. and just seeing like, Okay, so what has evolved since yeah. like this chat, even rewatching this and kind of saying, well, what was the plan? And then we Nick will be like, yeah, none. Sorry, none of that ever happened. None of that, ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out. That'd be great. Yeah. Short codes rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys in the chat. I'm so sorry again for the questions we didn't have time to get to. You guys are awesome. Maybe Nick will uh, cruise through sometime or some of us can come make give some answers or something later on. You know where to find us all in the Facebook groups and on our website. So have a great week, everybody. We will be back next Tuesday. Take care. Bye-bye.